Welcome to the Ask Coach Perry podcast. Get your running, triathlon, swimming, or cycling questions answered by one of the best coaches in the world today. Another edition of the Ask Coach Perry podcast. I'm Brad Brown, Lindsay Perry joining us once again. Lindsay, a couple of, of interesting questions here. It's got to do with pacing. We've been chatting quite a bit about tapering and what people should be doing, but obviously a lot of people looking ahead towards race day and what they should be doing uh, as far as uh, race day management goes. And the first one came through from Bruce Griffiths, and he wanted to know the best settings for monitoring target pace on your watch. Should you be keeping an eye on your, your current pace, the pace you're running at at the time, or should you look at your average pace? And then uh, another question in from Jerome Reed. He said he's looking up, uh, looking for an uprun calculated workout splits at certain distances. He said not the ones you buy at the expo, as those don't take into account that you tire and your pace slows. I know you've got a lot to say about pacing charts because your pacing chart so the ones that are for sale at the expo. What, what advice could you give Bruce with regards to pacing and Jerome with regards to those pacing charts? So, look, with pacing, you want to look at your average pace and you want to split segments of the race. So you need to take into account that for the uprun, the majority of the first 37 kilometers are uphill. But still, if you go and break the set, 10k segments on the route profile you will see that there's sections each 10k section has got some up and some down in it although the, the majority is going up for the first 37k in particular but I would look at that and then you need to focus on your average pace over each 10k uh, segment and set yourself look you'll go crazy for 89 or 87 kilometers as it is for the uprun you keep looking down at your um watch because you constantly monitoring so you want to give it a couple of kilometers at a time so you you're running more more or less ballpark keep running along time check okay am i there for the gentleman who wants to give himself the self-fulfilling prophecy of going out too hard and blowing i've had this conversation with with too many people to count but what i can say is that most of the people that have bought into my philosophy, and in particular females, always run the second half of Comrades faster. And it's because it doesn't matter whether you're running the down or the up. When you look at the profile of Comrades, on the up run, first 37Ks are the hardest. Then we have a long a long run in down to halfway. And then we climb up to 50Ks. But from 50Ks, with the exception of Polly Shorts, yes, there's a climb at Umlas Road, but it's very short. But with the exception of Polly Shorts, there's no more there's no more climbing of notes in the second half. So if you've looked after your legs, it's not even about being fresh. It's just being able to run. If you can run from 50 to 70 kilometers, that's where you put your time in the bag. And if you can run, in other words, you haven't blown yourself up because you're so desperate to put time in the bag in the first half, that has to be your fastest section because it's by miles by miles the easiest part of the road. So what I also tell people that I have to have this argument with each time is that if you don't run slow enough at the beginning of Comrades, then you will always be mighty surprised by how slowly you have to run at the end of Comrades. And no one's saying that you don't get tired at Comrades, but because the profile is that much easier, even on your tired legs, if you've run slowly enough in the first 37 kilometers and saved enough energy for the last 20 kilometers, then you have to go fairly similar times 
between the first half and the second half of the up comrades. Um, yeah, look, I don't know where else he can find the pacing charts from, but certainly he ain't going to get a different pacing chart from me. Those that I sell at the expo are what I believe works if you've done the training. And very importantly, you've set yourself a realistic goal because that's the other place where people come short. They go for the time they want to run and not the time they're capable of running. Lindsay, you, and I always get it wrong, you always, there's a, I'm trying to think how you actually put it, you always say you'll never make up enough time in the first half as opposed to what you lose in the second for going out too fast. I know I've messed that up, but you you know the... the, the, the that's, that's the gist of it. It's impossible to make up in the second half what you, it's impossible to lose as much in the second half as you make up. Yeah, you've confused me now too. I'm not saying it right. No. Completely. But let's put it, let me break it down to you. Every minute that you go through too quickly in the first half is at least four minutes extra in the second half. So go through 10 minutes too fast and you're 40 minutes slower in the second half. Well, there you go. I mean, and, and saying that, I met a guy, the last uprun, who went through halfway in silver medal pace, a bit too fast, he reckons, and he ended up running just under 12. So the wheels came off properly, and that was because, obviously, it was tough the last uprun, weather-wise, and he absolutely went out way too fast. So, Lindsay, thank you very much for that. Look forward to chatting again on the next edition of the Ask Coach Parry podcast. From myself, Brad Brown, and Lindsay Parry, it's cheers. Thank you for listening to the Ask Coach Perry podcast. To get Lindsay to answer your question, go to AskCoachPerry.com or email myquestion at AskCoachPerry.com.